Hey, what's up, all my dear knuckle buddies? Thanks for checking in and hanging out with us again. It's always nice knowing that we're sharing a little bit of our story time with all of you. I'll tell you what, though, if you want to get to the meat and taters of this episode, you can jump around 11 minutes where we have a little world building chat. And if that doesn't seem like something you'd be into, go ahead and go even farther ahead to the 17 minute mark. Sound good? Good. All right, I'll talk to you guys soon. Previously on Knucklebones. Last time on Knucklebones, which was IRL six months ago. As the butts made their way to the hangar of the Yaruka, Arbalea's premier and only steam-powered airship, our adorable little adventurers explored the magnificent docks of Astrovale. The butts met a number of the crew as they dropped off their belongings, including the pilot-slash-captain Valentino Castrama de Sangre, who asked the butts to join him for a VIP dinner in his own quarters. Having a few hours to kill and a few tickets burning holes in their collective pockets, they then headed to the Charybdis, the Colosseum where contestants, which could also be called indentured captives, fight for their right to rejoin society. It was here that Liza spotted the all-too-familiar bright red hair of their old friends, the twin gnomes, Bjork and Bindi. We join our heroic bimbos, himbos and thembos, witnessing the Charybdis itself shaking the platform of the Colosseum threatening to devour all those competing. Bone Boys, Scalades, Osteoenbies, Trans Tali, Chitin Kids, and all the cartilaginous folks in between, welcome back to Knuckle Bones. Do we yell bones or butts? Do we yell butt bones, bone butts, bones first? I think it's a bit of both. I think it's a bit of bones. The time, it's you a know, little bit of butt. Whatever gets you in the tailbone, you just kind of feel it, like you would with a. Who else broke their tailbone in high school? Not me. Yikes! I almost no. broke did my you, shoulder this weekend. It didn't did you break heal it correctly. With overly sensual massage gunning, like you were showing us a second ago. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh! Imagine breaking your tailbone during a massage. How crazy! Oof! Uh, that would how be. would that happen? I don't. Don't. Have don't guys, ask him. He will I mean, give you an answer, and it will well, not something be that I don't need First to know of all, about. We're, we're all going to find out when the uh, Deshaun Watson depositions are over. But uh, I was going to say, have you guys? I have forgotten the name of this style of massage. But have you guys seen videos of people? Fisting. Uh, that's a different one. Um, it's the style of massage where they try to like separate your muscle tissue from like the, your bone and the lower layers. So. They like dig their fingers up under and like lift From your it fascia. Up. It's called rolfing. That, see, I knew, I knew somebody was gonna know the name. That of sounds it. so miserable. <laughs> rolfing. Yeah. That One, sounds like something from Mad TV. Uh, Two, I, it looks it's funny because I didn't know that I would be able to pull that, but I also was, you know, it's one of those weird like things that. I guess context. My sibling used to be a massage therapist and when learning different techniques that was one that was uh, uh, they told everybody was particularly painful and you know they had to practice it on each other oh no I'm about to roll Uh, (laughs) my sibling was very good at it and definitely took pleasure in in how much pain (laughs) it inflicted so uh, anyway uh what I, what I was starting to say, though, is that I definitely did not know that I was going to be able to pull out the term, but I was fairly confident that if I started the sentence, that it would come to me, and it, <laughs> oh, that's... And it did, and 
I just, I'd, lo- I'd like to take this moment. Um, I want to thank God. I want to thank all my fans. Um, I think, Mikey, you're re- you really embraced your inner white man by admitting <laughs> that and saying, I just started the sentence and figured it would come to me. Yeah. And I was like, why wouldn't it all work out for me? Yeah. Yeah, it was this really brief moment of a glimpse into like white male privilege oh, that yeah. uh, now I've got a taste of it. And I must Uh-oh. bring you she's, all She's back. got a taste for blood now. Yeah, it's intoxicating, I, isn't it? <laughs> I, I like that. I, I just wanted to bring up. Privilege. Yeah. I just wanted to bring up like how gnarly those videos look and how much it looks like it really hurts. And I'm glad that where we ended on was social commentary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I was like, yo, internet videos. And then we we're like, also, fucking privilege. I I referenced hipster whites in an interview earlier this week. <laughs> wow. Definitely, I knew I wasn't going to get the job, so I was like, I'm going to fuck around in this and make fun <laughs> just, of... Uh, just lay down the worst interview they've oh, ever shit. seen. When you it said interview, I didn't think you meant job interview. That's yeah, a me neither. times funnier. <laughs> I was about no, to I, be like, Max, what sort of interview? It's so much funnier when you just imagine something like, you think you're qualified for this, and you're like, and another thing! <laughs> Yeah. I literally it was it was a job for Travel Oregon and I was like I know I'm not getting this job uh but you know it's really annoying that a lot of the the travel content around Oregon is just about hipster whites coming here to drink beer and go on Instagram hikes and I was like it would be a, it would be pretty cool if people actually like learned about Pendleton or like Bend or about like indigenous tribes in uh, like southeastern Oregon that now, no one gives a shit about. Now, let, let me ask you a question, Max. Do these indigenous yeah. tribes, do they have like a special sort of IPA that they make? Or Yeah, they have the <laughs> blood of my ancestors red. <laughs> Matt, I think, I think you are the prime target audience for, for hikes no, in, I, look, in Oregon. I got typecast here. as a character and I said, God damn it, I'm going to play it right. Yeah, and <laughs> I like I... It was really funny because the interview was just like, damn, what do you have against what hipster whites? And I was just like, eh, I grew up with them. They're a little <laughs> annoying. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then I, and then I was like, yeah, everyone wants to do like their own, like bad impression of Anthony Bourdain. And he's like, really? You're coming after the whites hard. Like, Correct. Correct. I recognize my role in society. I want- yeah, I and want I so badly now, or else I am complicit. Yeah, this is this is just Max ac- acting as Skeletor, and he's just like running away now. Ah! <laughs> I want so badly for you to get this job now. Same. Like, I mean, it it's would a thousand yeah. times funnier if they hire you in day one. They're like, "Look, we were just really impressed with how you said, hey, that flannel, shitty.' Yeah, yeah. I, that I, flannel I, and wool blanket, dope. I was, we, I, we're I was so inspired. Like, hey, we closed down an REI. <laughs> I I was just like, listen. I mean, I acknowledge that I look the way I do, and I come from the town that I come from. I enjoy subverting people's expectations when they meet me. And he was just like, uh, you have a very uh, what do you say? Uh, oh, your your word choice is very wise. And I was just was, like, was now was this interview going off the tracks before you did this, or was oh, this from just like where one, you? I was just like, I okay, don't give a shit. Oh, you just came out. You just came out swinging then. I mean, it, it, it was more like, yeah, I'm gonna pitch myself. But like, when the guys start, when halfway through my first answer, I see the guy go th- like this. Oh, uh, like leaning back in his chair. I'm just like, okay, this dude does not give a fuck. So neither will I. 
I once uh, I once had an interview where the lady was just like tabulating my answers and seemed like wholly disinterested in me. I had no information about the company, oh, and I started. I, start, the I started. I started kind of popping off a little. I was getting a little punchy with my answers and talking shit a little bit. You know, kind of try, trying to enjoy it, but also like I was genuinely pretty pissed that she like didn't seem to know who I was or why I was there or whatever. Uh, go through this whole interview, get home. I'm telling my then girlfriend about it, and I'm like like literally like pacing in the kitchen sort of ranting and raving and i have this the paper in my hand that was like the appointment details and i keep like flapping it around i'm like punctuating my speech with it and while doing that i realized that i went to the wrong place and went to someone else like i went to a fully different job interview <laughs> and this person didn't know who i was and the reason she didn't seem to know about this job is because she interviewed me for a different fucking job but that's because, incredible that's the best but because so where I inter- where I did the interview at and where I was supposed to go are both places that are also like employment agencies, temp agencies. So they do have people who just walk in and they're like, I don't know, tell me about yourself and we'll like fill out a sheet and we'll see if anything comes up. Oh, uh, like so, maybe they have so a similar was, name or something and you got well, so she was doing that. Well, she thought I was just some fucking guy and I thought this was like a scheduled interview that I had planned for like the last week, right? I see. So we're just disconnected the whole time and it makes me incredibly angry. I realized this. I have like two hours of immense shame. I'm like freaking out about how do I call these people and explain how I no call, no show to this interview. Because <laughs> like, what's the answer? Like, well, I'm too fucking dumb to walk in the right door. <laughs> <laughs> your, your address your is sort of similar to this other one. So I fucked it up completely. Like, oh no, right? We should hire him. While I'm trying to like formulate this phone and I'm like freaking out and stressing out. My phone rings. And it's the lady I did interview with. And she's like, hey, so we found some stuff we think we might. And I'm like, I will take whatever interviews you have. Like, please send. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's pretty wild. So, again, sometimes you just start a sentence. You don't know where it's going to go, but you're white, so it's fun. (laughs) See, I was leaning on. Uh. I was leaning on my, like, education privilege. (laughs) <laughs> Which I mean is a part of being white, um, but like also just indicative of who I am as a person and needing to know things and having a weird neurodivergent memory. Probably more. That's like a much more real skill set. Honestly, is the thing where you're like, look. This causes me a lot of grief in my personal life, but I can weaponize this skill to help yep. your corporation, buddy boy. <laughs> yep. Wow, it must be nice to have skills. I have that is oh, one of my great. favorite you should try it's it. one of my favorite questions whenever like I think I've asked that of you Nick where I'm just like hey Nick what, what's it like to have a tangible skill <laughs> like there was a there was a person who worked for like uh who's like a miniature artist for um movies like if they need miniatures on set oh, like cool. that's her job and job she's rules yeah she's like super cool for having that be her job I mean, you might say that they're model attractive, but you're thinking that they're <laughs> oh, attractive. oh god! Actually, all right, all right, all right, all right. But it was uh, speaking of miniatures. How small in relation to a dog standing are these? Twins? Oh Jesus Fair Christ! <laughs> the twins, the well, I mean, gnomes, right? So like the size of one single dog standing. I thought they were right, be like a small a dog, dog or a tall dog. Oh. Uh, well, a gnome, so it's definitely a, a very small dog. Oh, we have an, a very I, small dog. How big are gnomes? <laughs> Nick, you're the one who's in charge of that. Oh my god, Nick. 
I wait. Why am I in charge of this? Canonically, you gnomes are, are taller Jesus than Christ. Than <laughs> you know, it's a phrase you never want the game master to say. Why am I in charge of this? <laughs> who who voted, to put, who voted to put me at the helm here? Two foot eleven inches, eleven and three quarters. Yeah, so a small dog standing. Okay. Did I just compare Babitha to a small dog? Yes. Do I regret it? Sort of. Am I going to change it? No. A small dog standing is like a foot tall. Wait. Is I she... think. So here's the thing about arbitrary me- units of measurement, such as a small dog standing. You're For me, a small like a dog standing. Dog. Well, I'm thinking like a two and a half foot tall dog. Well, wait. Canonically, though, <laughs> she she is shorter than a small frog standing, right? We know that yes. because of the Flep is three foot. He's a three foot frog. With frog three with foot a three foot hat. hat. Yeah. Right. Babitha <laughs> is two foot, 11 three inches, and up. three quarters. I, you know and what? I, I didn't think about the fact that Blep is taller than her. That's crazy. See, the but just thing, by a quarter inch, mind you. The funny thing is, is that but we started inch. off our campaign with a very tangible unit of measurement, which is a gross wazzy. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, very. Yeah, that's true. It's very volumetric, very calculable. Listen, that we just we can need calculate to get enough of a fan base. I I do think that that is the only unit that I've created that is measurable. Reddit is going to give us. They're going to do some geometry. This is some R. They did the math shit. Right well, here. no. The, so so mm. like the gross Swayze is calculable because it's the size of like a five foot square. Look, actually, that's the I have a gross. Man. I have a gross Swayze. We did question. discuss or a Vitru- five foot cube. We discussed a Vitruvian man. We and we it's know a Vitruvian his height. Swayze. It's a Vitruvian Swayze. Correct. But that's accurate. And so I. But what if? What if? Does anyone know what Swayze's wingspan? I'm sure. Well, this is was it the my same question. As his height? Like, can we approximate, or are you basing him on the Vitruvian? Like, we are true Vitruvian ideal proportions. Swayze. I, I like where you, I like where your head's at, but in all reality, it's a five foot cube, like in D and D. How everything's a five foot square. Like a human is a five foot square. That's their danger zone and everything. So it's like five by five by five, and then you've got twelve by twelve as a cube. Twelve by twelve Ex- by twelve. Excuse me. Ex- excuse That's me. a gross way. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Are, we, are a- you implying that Patrick motherfucking <laughs> Swayze is five foot tall? Now that wait, hold that on. is what a gross. Hey man, sir. Sir, there was questions. There were questions about the validity of a concrete method of measurement and this world. You proposed a gross Swayze, and I say nay. I will not accept these. Now terms. hear me out. He it is five. Not a five hold on. Cube. He's wait, wait. five Madrigalian feet tall because Madrigalian feet are much tall. Much Jesus longer. Christ. Oh, look at him just swooping in with some bullshit. That's a real game master right there. That's Dude, why I, I'm at I, the helm. That's why I'm here. I lost faith in you earlier, like not two minutes ago, but now the score. <laughs> I'm back. Great, great I A bullshit. This. I Mikey, let me ask you this. How tall do you think Patrick Swayze is in real life? Five foot three. No, he's oh, not that that's tall. A... I think that Patrick Swayze is probably 5'10". Have you seen Because when you when you were like this motherfucker can't be five feet. I was like, Patrick Swayze to me feels like a guy who like sneaky is short in real life. You know I what I mean? Like it's like Tom Cruise, who's like I actually a pretty small I think dude he's in real sneaky life, tall. looks badass. Uh, he's hilariously sneaky average. He is exactly <laughs> ding 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 winner, Mikey five ten. Boom. Wow. 
I have no sense of like I, weight. I so also when people talk want you about know, like losing pounds or whatever. I can't conceptualize that. Like like spatial. Like I have to. I always think of it in cats. I'm like, wow. Okay, so my cat. Well, like my that, that also, makes like, it, that makes a madrigalian foot fourteen inches, I believe. If you guys will also just give me, I, I would like to read you the names of some of his relatives because, oh, oh baby, do they sound like Swayze's. His mom's name, Patsy Swayze. Naturally. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, what a fucking home run. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Well, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's some... a, it seems like a Will and, uh, and Jada Smith situation because mm-hmm. her name's Patty and his name's Patty. Patrick. <laughs> right. <Ooh. laughs> uh, here are some siblings. Don Swayze, mm-hmm. which just, I mean, I mean, Miami Vice. Is that Don like. Swayze. Bambi Swayze. Bambi? Bambi. Oh, yes. Sean Kyle Swayze. Unclear what the, the first first the, the middle tr- name relationship is there, but yeah, I like that it's both. Sean Kyle. The real, and then the, the one that just really makes, reminds me of home, Vicky Lynn Swayze. Mm. Oh, God, the Lynn. All right, so since we're talking about gross Swayze's and strange <laughs> measurements, the Charybdis, my friends. Is how big it's Charybdis. Well, Very... It, now hold on one second we'll get to the part where i talk arbitrary units of measurement but first do you hear that i'm just waiting on max oh shit (laughs) (laughs) do you can you hear that well now settle down i know i I, well you're right i am here (laughs) (laughs) yeah baby Charybdis, 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 Charybdis. Guys, the floor of the fighting pit is suspended above the ocean, a circle about 200 yards wide, hung by a series of massive chains that lead up to those tall columns that you saw from the outside. Each link, Mikey, is about the size of two elephants standing trunk by trunk. In the middle of the ring, about I'm thirty sorry. yards trunk wide. By trunk, as in two elephants side by sides, or trunk to <clears throat> trunk, trunk, like trunk to trunk. Thank you. Yes, yes. In the middle of the, the ring, handshake. about and is 30 this an Arbalean <laughs> elephant? Because I've heard that they're actually quite small. <laughs> In the middle of the ring, about thirty yards wide, is a hole open to the ocean below. Liza and the Butts are standing at the rail between the arena and the audience, watching as dozens of massive tentacles clutch to the arena floor, shaking it. When everybody falls prone, the crowd goes crazy, and this enormous toothy maw, like a sandworm, bursts into the inner circle as the stage itself tilts. Everyone down there slides in the same direction, these two half-orcs shriek as the maw just crushes down on their legs, blood spurting everywhere. Ooh. And the crowd is losing their minds. The Charybdis, for the first time in a fortnight, feasts. Is this sort of like an intermittent fasting situation? Or? I mean, it sounds like, actually. It sounds like they didn't feed it for like three weeks or two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Liza, you see your good friends, Bjork and Bindi, chained together, maybe 50 feet away from where you're standing at the edge of the railing. 
Does the Charybdis look like it is in Kotosa? I don't know what the word means. <laughs> Max, thank you for continuing my shitty bit. I appreciate you. Okay. <laughs> um, so, and BND are about 50 yards away. 50 feet away? 50 yards? 50 feet. 50 feet. And they are chained up. Together. Are they chained up uh, Attack of the Clone style, like to a pillar or something? Or... Now, here's the thing. I love that you that you brought that what's in the, here. What's the because, pillar situation? Because here's, here's what's going to happen. First and foremost, I'm going to need each of you to roll those bones. We're going to get into a little turn-by-turn combat, some might call it. Now, the reason that it's great that you brought this reference up is because while we're looking at this Charybdis stage that's 200 yards across with a 30-yard hole in the middle, do you remember how in Attack of the Clones, in that exact scene, the camera shifts back and forth, rapid fire, and people are going like, there's a combat, 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 and then it's just immediately they're over at the other combat, fighting, combat, combat, combat. So I guess what I'm trying to say is imagine this this thing kind of shrinks down for the sake of our combat for management for space management so now we're looking at 100 feet across when in reality the spectators are seeing a a 300 yard across or 200 yard across stage you see what i'm driving at here we're shrinking it for cinematics let me say i like that you're doing this for ease of everyone uh keeping track of things I will say, it's a trepidatious position when you're like, I have a great idea. Do you remember the Star Wars prequels? <laughs> it's going to hey, be Max like brought that. it up. No, no, no. Max, Max Trust brought me, it up. It's going to be good, though. <laughs> it works perfectly. We're going to get there, guys. Yeah. Hang in there. Uh, it's, it's, it is I, genuinely funny that you brought it up because that is exactly the scene that I was thinking about where it's just like you're just going from one fight scene to another fight scene to another fight scene. And there's not that there's not the travel time in between. So, so like, if we were playing 200 yards across, you're going to be spending four rounds traveling, right? We're not doing Liza, that. Liza uh, turns into Hayden Christensen, complete with, <laughs> complete with bad hair and rat sand. Tail. So, point of order, if they are chained to the platform, how does the curb defeat them? Uh, they're not chained to the platform. They're just chained together. The, the platform uh, descriptor, or the... the Attack of the Clones descriptor is only for like the scene, gotcha. like camera I was jumping. Say, I, 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 I pictured them, you know, stuck together because that's yeah, an inconvenience, no, no. and if one goes down, then the other might go down, but I didn't. Uh... No, there's so so at the Charybdis, so so let's roll these bones real quick. Let's get this initiative, and then I'll, I'll lay out what's going on here. Oof. Yikes. Gaultier. 10. Okay. Here's what here's what's going on down here in the Caribbean at this point in time. I'll I'll sort of lay some framework for for what's going on. So first of all, the tentacles. There's a whole bunch of tentacles that are just like in various areas around the outside of this stage. There's like a five foot, 10 foot gap between the stands and the platform. And in that gap, there's tentacles coming up that are grabbing onto this platform and sort of shaking it around. And there's like a dozen tentacles that are popping up in different places all the way around this thing. Whatever this Charybdis creature is, it's massive. 
Additionally, you're seeing like directly in front of you, between you and this big toothy maw, there is an ogre and a hill giant that are chained together. And they're sort of moving towards, they're moving towards your friends, Bjork and Bindi, who, by the way, are, they're just off to the left, maybe you're 10 o'clock or so. They're fighting a threesome of troglodytes. These troglodytes have these gross, nasty uh, short swords and daggers that they're swinging and trying to chomp down on these guys. Following sort of the path around this ring, this donut-shaped platform, there are two more troglodytes that are sort of in like this gross, bloody hand-to-hand combat with a pair of kuotoas, these like weird fish people that are wielding spears and a shield. Wow, they and sound really important. They are wildly important. Fish people, trust me, you're in Astrovale. You're going to want to keep them around. Following the path around a little bit more, um, there's so there's like stacks of crates kind of spread around randomly. There's like like weapons racks that are that are attached to the ground that have various spears and swords and things. And there's also a bunch of dead bodies around, by the way, that have weapons and items on their persons. Sorry, I got a little a little distracted. Um, there's a big red slad. Slad or slad? It's like a big, giant, ugly frog that is fighting against this hill giant as they're, like, crunching on this, this broken-down chariot off to the far side. And then maybe we're coming back around the other side now, maybe to your 2 o'clock, Liza. There's a pair of hook horrors that are chained together by the arms, and okay. they are... Why are is it hookers? There's sex workers get no, put no, in this? No, no, no. Too? They're they're hook whores. It's a little different. Whore. Hook whores. Oh, they're huge whores. fans of the movie Hook. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> and, and they they call themselves hook whores because they just like love it. You know what yeah. I mean? Right. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Hookcon. They're big. They have VIP tickets to Hookcon. As this as this platform is shaking back and forth, these hook whores are like shoving their hooks into the platform to hold themselves steady and then when it stops shaking they just like and start sprinting towards this ogre and hill giant that are right in front of you basically surprisingly more terrifying when i'm imagining like women in like pirate burlesque but with <laughs> claws or, or hooks for hands. Like Edward Scissorhands like style. Reaching <laughs> right. like they they replaced trying to rip people. both hands with hooks yeah. and they've forgotten Who's that the... that's going to fuck with the logistics. Yep. Like... Yeah, Rufio, but he's got Edward, <laughs> Scissor... right. Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> yeah, it's All five hooks per hand. Hooks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Liza, since you sort of God, initiated all of fandom. this, What's what's happening here is like all of these all of these creatures and people or whatever are just like locked in this mortal combat. They're all set off in like pairs of people oh, fighting, oh, oh, except oh, the hook horrors oh. that are running towards the ogres and hill giants. The ogre and hill giant are running away from them. Liza, what do you do? Oh, beloved dungeon master! <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I am going to cast aid on. Uh, all three of my colleagues. Okay, uh, perfect. Uh, and then I am going to do a swan dive onto the concrete below. Uh, you die. Uh, no, oh. so it's like so it's it's down like five feet or something. So it's separated from the stands by by about five feet, and then it's down five step. feet or so. So that's that's perfect. Swan dive. Uh, roll me two d six damage uh, as okay. you land on your neck. Okay. 
<laughs> just kidding. Can uh, I just do like an acrobatics check just to see how sick it is? Yeah, yeah, perfect. So I'll charge you uh, five feet of movement for that, and you can still move depending on how well you land. I'll give you a distance. Ooh, 16. 16. So you could still have 15 feet of movement. Okay. Um, I'm just going to take off 15 feet towards Bjork and Bindi. And as I am like, oh, I'm going to do like the backwards, like uh, Jack Sparrow backflip off the edge down below. <laughs> and <laughs> as I'm jumping off, I'm just going to be like, this. Had it gone for Rufio. Uh, I don't. Does Rufio do backflip? I haven't, I haven't seen Hook since I was like two. So. Friends, I apologize if this is um, stupid, but I need to help. And I'm just going to do a backflip uh, onto the stage. Love. And then, and then run 15 feet toward uh, Bjork and Bindi. And there is the ogre and the... Ogre and the what? The ogre and the hill giant. So those guys are now, if you're running towards Bjork and Bindi, those guys are about your five o'clock, and they're about 25 feet behind you. Okay. Uh, and Max, will you tell us what aid does? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Aid, uh, your spell bolsters your allies with tough, toughness and resolve. Choose up to three creatures within range. Each target's hit point maximum and current hit points increases by five for eight hours. Nice. So that would go to uh, Blep, Babitha, and G. It's going to put five in my temporary hit points. Okay, so next up in our initiative order is going to be Bjork and Bindi themselves. Um, so from where you guys are at, you're just seeing these gnomes that are going hand-to-hand with these troglodytes. The gnomes each have a dagger in their hand. One has a dagger and one has a spear. Um, and I'm... Can I retcon something just real quick yeah, and say that it. I shot off a uh, bardic inspiration to uh, Blep? <laughs> Hell yeah. Give it to and the sidekick, baby. I, well, I was just like... like we are Our most your... effective party member. That's oh. true. I was uh, being sarcastic, but yes, true. <laughs> uh, we are in your domain. Uh, the water is your home. Do your best. And... <laughs> okay, so Dirk and Bindi are gonna make a couple of slashes. Dirk and Bindi are gonna make a couple slashes at the troglodytes in front of them, uh, fighting for their lives, no doubt about it. Troglodyte screeches, um, and Galtier, it's your turn. Um, Galtier is going to draw his rapier, put one foot up on the railing. With a deep, deep sigh, almost inaudibly saying, God damn it, Liza, uh, and hurl himself uh, into this pit. Um, you said it's like five feet across and also five feet down? Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so he'll just try to jump and clear that and then take off for. Uh, um, g- give me an a- athletics real quick. It's pretty low. I'll just call it a DC7, DC8. Even. Uh, so, oof, oof, baby, that's a nine. <laughs> Barely. Uh, you stumble a little bit. Uh, you can still have ten feet of movement. Uh, I will take that ten feet of movement after Liza, and then I will 
I'm gonna go ahead and take the dash action from my action and just try to close on Bjorn. Oh, okay. Um, doing that, you're gonna surpass Liza. Um, you will go. If he has 10 feet of movement, well, he's got an additional 30. Oh fuck. Okay. Oh yeah. Uh, G is canonically like Matthew McConaughey, like Paul and Lot, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. I don't know why. I think of him as like bulky, and I think it's because of the plate. But mm-hmm. like when well, I, s- he definitely is like I would say like he is generally lie the frame, but probably a little more paunchy than McConaughey, right? Like he's not aging as well. Uh, and then definitely wearing a bunch of bullshit. Like there's a lot of other accoutrements. So he's uh, he's Braun from uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's actually oh, that's not a terrible. Good. Like if Braun was a nobleman from the start, like not well, a terrible. He does problem. have a yeah. Anywho, so Galtier, as you jump down for just a second, like the entire crowd goes quiet. Oh, Snide! And the crowd just erupts again. <gasps> like, seeing an Oath Knight down in Charybdis is unheard of. So, you're making your way past Liza, and you, you, at the end of your turn, essentially, you're finding yourself between a broken-down chariot and this, like, rack of weapons, spears and axes and swords and things that are just, just kind of strewn about. Um, Bjork and Bidi, I assume, don't have weapons, right? Uh, one of them has a dagger, one of them has a short spear. Um, does it... I don't know if I can tell this in this turn, so tell me if I can't. Does it seem like there's anything in this rack of weapons that would, like, significantly improve their fighting advantage if I were to, like, you know, grab it and throw it to the next turn? Or... Mm, do they have, Or do they have the things that they know how to use? You know what I mean? Um, hmm, that's a tough one. Roll, um... About insight, I think. You kind of stop. So at end of your turn, you sort of stop, and you're like looking at the rack, and you're looking at them, and looking at the rack. It's a natural one. Oh my god! Galtier's oh, only thought I'm, is I am I am looking at the rack, but it's of a fine young noble lady oh across, <laughs> across the Caribbean. I was taken, by the hook horse. taken fully by the bosoms, <laughs> the hook horse. You, your only thought what is, an excellent podcast <laughs> your only your only thought is there's a couple of rapiers in there and rapiers are obviously the best weapons ooh, ooh. yeah of course perhaps, perhaps a coat of march <laughs> my favorite <laughs> yeah some broadswords surely if they team up they can swing a broadsword <laughs> Gothier is deep in the logistics of like now if you want to get on each other's shoulders we'll get you one piece of plate armor and a bigger sword Babipa it is your turn Oh dear, Flip, how do they always manage to make this the most critical of situations? We didn't leave. Oh, no sense in babbling about it, Flip. Now let's just do what we have to do. Uh, Babs and Flip both uh, hop on to Hubbub the Hurry Broom. Ooh, nice. So we are. We're gonna kind of move in a like 45 degree angle so that we are uh, above all of the baddies and out of and just basically trying to be out of the reach of the tentacles okay yeah and look i just i just want to point out for galtier's sake that mikey did just make it canonical that there are baddies in here so you know it i might get distracted you know? yeah so <laughs> <laughs> max was disgusted 
so we're going to uh, shoot up, and so edge of platform, Liza, Bjork and Bendy. Who are yeah, Bjork, yeah. Bjork and Bendy are fighting a threesome of troglodytes. And then G is past the troglodyte. No, G is on Liza's side of the troglodytes. Okay. Okay, great. So, we're going to shoot up at a 45 degree angle, kind of mm-hmm. above those, uh, above our squad. And we're going to shoot off. Babs is going to shoot off Eldritch Blast. Oh, yes. Blast him. No. Blast him. <laughs> no. no, 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 no. I'm so sorry. That's absolutely not what I'm going to do. Um, Babs is going to yell, Babbity-babbity! And she's going to send a spray of grease below the feet of the troglodyte. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, so they get, what is that? They each get a deck save on it? So uh, they, yes, they must succeed on a deck save or fall prone. And any creature that enters the area or ends its turn there must also succeed a deck save. What is my DC? <clears throat> While you're figuring that out, Mikey, Nick, can you quickly restate where this grease is? Uh, can I restate where the grease is that Mikey yeah. just cast? Or, so, or, 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 my, or <laughs> Sorry, Mikey it's a can, ten, but she's uh, doing something. It's a something. 10-foot square centered on a point within range, and so I targeted it in between, like right in the... like. Um, like on the back, like wherever the furthest back one is, yep. so gotcha. it's hitting them, and you you will see it before you hit it. Um, the spell it's, save is only for the furthest back, the troglodytes, or yeah. Oh, okay. So it's be it's the troglodytes who are ostensibly closer to the sort of center hole. Yes. Whilst fighting your minion. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. Yep. So. 14. Okay, yeah, you got uh, two troglodytes. That's as big as your grease uh, puddle cloud thing can get. So, you got two troglodytes that are prone and in the grease right now. Excellent, darling. And then Blep is going to fire off dual eldritch bullets. And remember, you can add that uh, that bardic (laughs) the damage if you want to and but it's still only a d6 um so they both miss nice perfect critical (laughs) fail Ooh, what's up we got cards for that well um if you use the bardic on the save for this fail yeah we're gonna probably do that Let's see what we got here. Um, the D6, correct? Oh, I like this. Okay. For some reason, as Blep gets up in the air on this broom, he looks over and just sees sees the mouth of the Caribbean as it's chomping on these half-orcs that are just like, screaming as they're getting eaten. And he tries to blast the spell, and it just comes off wrong, and it's just, he's so shaken, and he's so just hurt by the fact that he got distracted and not helpful. I need you to make a DC 14 wisdom save or 
you are unable to cast that spell again until you finish a short rest. Oh, definitely well, using my bard against her. That would hurt Blef a lot. Holy shit. That's an 18 plus 4, Woo! 22. Thank fucking god. Oh, clutch. It's just okay. like Blep coming in clutch, too. That's just cool. like him. Oh, man. man. That would have fucking sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. What, so else you... what else does Blep have? <laughs> yeah, we've never had to see because he always just crits with that. He's got... He's got yeah. Fireball. Wish. Yeah. He's got Wish. They can yeah. cast at will. Each yeah. of you to make a deck save. We're going to call it a DC 12 deck save. All of us. Yes. Even even the the folks up in the air. Yes. Oh okay. Uh, Liza got a eighteen. Yes. Oh. Oh no! Wait, that's Blip. Uh It's also an eighteen for Galtier. Eighteen <laughs> for Galtier. That's a pass. Um, what did you get, Babith and Blip? Uh-oh. I had a six. Do you guys see you see this die? This die that I have that has like tentacles and shit inside of it? It's pretty cool. Wow. It rolls it rolls very poorly, but that's definitely gonna be the tentacles coming at you. So uh-huh. yeah. Um so like as you're flying around, you're sort of trying to dodge these things back and forth. <laughs> And this one, like, you dodge one, and then it just comes back on the backstroke. And it's just like a gigantic, like, octopus tentacle. Quick yeah. 14 to hit. Are you attacking Babitha? Yes. That's a miss. Crew to ship, but tentacles to miss. What did Blep roll on his uh, deck save? Because I'm going to hit somebody. He got a nat 20! Bow, bow, bow. Talk about overcorrecting. I think that's exactly what happened. I think he, like, <laughs> the fact that he went to shoot off these Eldritch Blasts and it was so innate for him, it's like the first spell that he was able to cast. And then, like, it, it was such a snap back into reality and a refocus that he just happened, like, to catch what was going on. Maybe even because Babitha fumbled and it got his attention. And mm-hmm. he just, like, immediately stabilizes. Yeah, perfect. Um, so you guys passed on the ground, and as these tentacles are whipping through the air, there's other ones that are, like, shaking the platform all over the place. <laughs> um, you guys make the saves, but it's just, like, you see a couple of the other guys fall over. Bjork falls over. One of the well, the two troglodytes are already over. And, in fact, the two troglodytes slide towards the center maw 10 feet. Ooh, they might die. Ooh, so, oh no. no! The two troglodytes are at the rim, so like if they move in the wrong direction one more time, they're going in that tooth and mouth. Now, that in mind, we're seeing as like all of these is other it creatures. Spitty? Like, is it's it like so gross? spitty? Oh, it's disgusting! Ugh, I'm that sorry, scene? I even remember asked that scene really in episode in episode six where okay, was it six? where Luke is standing on the plank and he's getting ready to jump in that gross tentacly mouth. Mm-hmm. The Zarlac. You, yeah, the yeah, Zarlac. Yeah, I couldn't remember the name. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You swine. 
this, so, this motherfucker's so like, do y'all remember the prequels? Then he's like, what's the name of that thing? You fucking poser. So you guys are so seeing you all right of these all, all of so these little ashamed. combats around the donut are just like popping off. Like the Kuotoa are stabbing a couple more troglodytes. This hill giant is smashing the slot with a with a giant uh, club, and then the hookors are just straight beelining. So what's going on here is that the ogre and the hill giant are pushing up behind Galtier, and now they're like in front of Liza also, and the hookors are just beelining straight to the ogre and the hill giant. I can't stop thinking about our dumb joke, and all I can imagine are like middle-aged suburban moms with hooks for hands, with like wine glasses in the hooks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm see, I just just being like Deborah. I love that. <laughs> Galtier, this uh, ogre is in range, in melee range of you, and he's gonna take a big old swing with a big no, old great club. No. By the I'm, way, it don't matter. Nick, as a uh, as a professional amateur, twenty four to uh, hit. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess that hits or whatever. Sorry, I was trying to talk under you, not over you. <laughs> as a professional amateur Rocket League player, uh-huh. uh, do you think that uh, a Starlack pit like arena would be fun? I would play that. Okay, cool. So what happened? Tim, 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 Tim. Tim, 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 Tim. So yeah, Galtier is gonna get mashed with this great club as this this ogre just rears back, <laughs> smashes down. Nah, probably not. Uh, probably. It's gonna hurt. Fifteen points of damage. It's not a lot, but it's something that counts. This guy's this guy's big and chonky, and the hill giant is right behind him. Um, I don't think he has reach though. Sorry, this is the ogre. Yeah, the ogre so is the, attacking. The ogre. So the ogre and the hill giant that we ran like not exactly past, but sort of around. Yeah. Are chasing us or towards Bjork and Bindi. Yeah. Okay. Um, it looks, it, it, to, from what you guys are seeing, it's looking more like they're running away from the hook horse than they are running towards you and you happen to be in the way. They don't like white wine, I understand. Absolutely. Liza, we're back to the top of the round with you. What do you want to do? You've got Galtier 15 feet in front of you. There's a crate of weapons to the left of him and a broken chariot to the right. And there's also an ogre and a hill giant right between the two of you. Is there anything that I would be able to... So, that cart is probably a bit away from me at this point correct yeah it's gonna be 20 feet in front of you oh okay um i'm gonna run up to the cart and can i take a hide action as a bonus action i'll allow it okay um because i just want to see if i can hide behind there and then now in all in all transparency if you try to hide between the cart in a way that the ogre and hill giant can't see you, you are going to be five feet away from the edge of the Caribbean's mouth. Can I jump hey. in the cart? Oh, I thought you were going to say, "Can I jump in the mouth?" Um, yeah, you can. You can jump in what's left of the cart, sure. Okay. Um, and I am going to pull out my short bow. Oh, Jesus Christ! Shout out expertise uh that's uh <laughs> i thought you were shouting out jesus christ and i was like yes brother yeah i love the idea <laughs> yes, you roll a dice and you're like 
Yo, shout out to JC real quick. Here's the air one true Lord and Savior, the Son of God. Give him the dice roll, brother. Sixteen. Uh, uh, down with the DC. To- oh, sorry. Okay, so I just rolled a seventeen to hide. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then hashtag bless. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm gonna see if I can pop out and uh, take a short bow attack on the hook horror. Yeah, perfect. Uh, so the hook horrors are ten feet behind you as you stand right now. So yeah, okay. you can definitely turn around and get a pop. And because of the hide action, would I be able to get advantage? Hmm, compelling. Hmm, I'm compelled. It rules as written is the phrase you're looking for, but <laughs> sure. I'm in charge around here. I make the rules. I am 5e. Yes, you can have advantage. No, no Nick, you're 5'3". Also say we can make our case for things? Nick, are, are, are E's uh, one of the measurements that you're using in this universe? When you're trying to make yourself no, spoilers, taller spoilers, by being 5 of something? Spoilers. 5 me? I can't, I can't tell, talk to you about that yet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, r- uh, roll the hit. Great. <laughs> um. Okay, that is a dirty 20. That's a hit for sure. Okay, and so that's going to be one. Uh, oh, actually, it's not. Yeah, it's going to be 2d6 plus 2 because of sneak attack. Nice. Ooh. <laughs> that is nine damage to towel. All right. Yeah, the hook cord that he hits just like, screeches a little bit. He like tries to grab it and rip that rip the arrow out but then he's like oh wait i just have hooks for hands i can't do that so he stops so he stabs himself with his own hook <laughs> so and then that's stabs, 15 more damage so he stabs himself and does yep 11 points more of damage crazy wow man what what's that's a wow. moron wow yeah low intelligence i mean it's a hook for you know yeah you know white wine fan yep minus that reasoning really gets to you bonkers um york and bendy are up and they both step forward towards the one remaining Triton, and they both, at the same time, like, <laughs> and like, push forward to stab this thing. Stabby oh, little. They both missed. I've got a natural two and a natural five. Why are, why are we saving these people? <laughs> now, I've had similar conversations about the capabilities of some members of society. Wow, we would deign to save them. <laughs> Moving Christ. right along, Galtier. Uh, Shout out, Jesus Christ. As your turn, <laughs> as it's your turn, you're seeing another pair of troglodytes is running up from the from the top side of the ring here, the far side. These are the two troglodytes that were fighting the Kuotoas up top. And okay. as you're seeing these guys like come back down towards you and the twins, um, you're seeing that the one Kuotoa is like dragging the corpse of the other one behind him by the chain and he is running towards this pair of troglodytes like fully intent on finishing whatever job they may have started okay so it's your turn he's like chasing the troglodytes toward us essentially yes wow okay frisky it it doesn't Um, i I don't want you to get the notion that like he's chasing them towards you more so that the troglodytes are fleeing and he's following they're running roughly towards us, and he's chasing after them. Yes. Yeah. Um, and what happens when he runs into the 
Um, he gets fucked up without greasing that oil, bro. Bro, <laughs> bro, he gets fucked up, bro. Bro, Hill Giant caught up to me. Yep. Right, because he hit me last time. Yeah, um, hand in hand. Bjork and Bindi have stepped forwards. So they're a little bit farther away, and they are attacking those travel guys, pushing them through the grease towards the center. They are one-on-one -on -one with this current troglodyte. The other two have already slid towards the maw. Oh, there were, I thought there were only two. There was three. Okay. Yeah, there was a there was a, a threesome of troglodytes. There was a threesome eyebrows, Wait. eyebrows, eyebrows, if Thank I remember you, somebody correctly. for acknowledging my joke. You cannot do anything with your eyebrows when you say the word threesome if you want. You know this is a podcast and no one can see your bits, right? What the fuck? <laughs> Max, no. uh, Max, we can my hear My career is ruined. <laughs> Max's no, remember, facial can... expressions are so forceful that you can hear them. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we've, we've talked in great lengths about the sound of his individual hair follicles on Mike. You know? Max, like, I was going to tell you about it, but I just... I was worried that you wouldn't keep doing the costume changes if I told you. So I just... Selfishly, I, I do not you just see me just like zip up one of those like rolling <laughs> closets. <laughs> just, zoop, never mind. Just 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 a sad Hello, push it right know. out the window. Um, okay, so how did Bjork, do Bjork and Bindi look like confident? <laughs> is that, uh, is that a weird do question? They look confident. I don't know On them. I just I like just know their lives as friends, right? To like they look cowering in fear. Where they look are they perfectly at? thrilled to be fighting. Although they don't necessarily look to be like competent hand to handers, right? So like they're not upset, you know. They're laughing okay. and giggling <laughs> as they're as they're stabbing around and missing. So, wildly. so they're psychopaths. So they're psycho. They so are they're the leprechauns insane. from Lucky Charm. Not no to any of those. Um, how how far am I from the grease? You are currently twenty five feet from the grease. And how big is an ogre? <laughs> well, if you imagine two elephants standing trunk to trunk, it's about half that size. Now, so now are these elephants or are elephant. elephants? <laughs> no, no, yeah. no, that's not a fun unit of measurement. Wait, what? Elephant. One half of two <laughs> elephants? Yeah, that's an <laughs> elephant. Like what? Um, these, these guys are large. They're uh, so so they're taking up okay, a, a okay, fair, okay. fair bit of space, mechanically it's, large. It's a big bitch. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a big old fat and ugly guy. This sucks. Okay, I'm gonna look back at Bjork and Bindi. Um, they seem like they're doing okay. They're 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 doing better than they were a second ago. Uh, I'm worried that if I run over there, well, I'm worried that if I run over there, this ogre just comes with me and beats all three of us to death. <laughs> so, uh, so Galtier's gonna stand and fight a little bit here, uh, and I'm going to. Uh, I don't think I can grapple this guy really, so I'm gonna take some just uh, uh, attacks with the sword. Ah! Oh, holy shit! No, you didn't. That's 17 nat twenties. <sighs> Guys, I rolled I rolled two dice at the same time because I'm an economical Dungeons and Dragons player. Correct. And I just I just want you to know that I have rolled two separate natural ones. That's, oh, that's my guy right there. Oh, Double failure, baby. No way. I really should have given you a, a bardic inspiration. Could you use your inspiration? Wait, what do we... Instead, I fucked oh, up everything. Um, 
So, uh, Nick, tell me how much this sucks. Uh, it's, it sucks that. a little bit. Um, so, so here's here's the deal. A couple of things yeah. are going to happen since you did this twice. So, <clears throat> what happens is you lash out to strike at them with your sword. You tilt back and you lean into this as you're attacking this big old guy, and you feel just like your entire side. You just a stitch in your side, and it's just like <clears throat> as you're lashing down. You cramp up, dude. You cramp up, dude. And I, I love this. You because he's old. First of all, you drop your sword, and this like wild pain grabs onto your side. And mechanically speaking, you're gonna deal half damage for the rest of existence for two turns. Oh, oh shit! That is the culmination of both of your penalties, by the way. Wow. Um, it'll wow. cost you a bonus to pick up your sword amidst this uh, chaos around you. Immediately surround. I should keep wow. close. Two rounds. Two rounds. Two rounds. It's a tough one, guys. It's a tough one. Uh, yeah. will having having failed this attack, uh, <laughs> will I don't think I have like a cool thing I can actually do. So instead, um, Galtier will feign an attack and sort of fall over feebly, dropping his sword. Look up at the ogre and go like, "Well, now you think you could do better? <laughs> you think, think that you could do? Oh, uh, hold on! Get out of the way, Tiny, or I will eat you! Now, hold on, Ooh, hold on, this one. I got. You don't know if he doesn't like that, friend. I got. It's a stinger. Oh, I'm gonna eat you! Hey, man. At least buy him drinks first. That's disgusting. Wow. So's your mother, darling. I'm gonna eat you too. Ma- you ma- look more tasty. Ma- maybe don't aggravate him until I get my sword back. Ow. Oh, oh wow. This is really a deep one. Babitha, it's your turn. You're flying um, up and over the weapons rack currently. You're seeing this unfold below you. And Bjork and BND are 25 feet in front of you. As the crow flies, as the broom flies. Uh-huh. Um, so the the big boy is the most clear and present danger. I mean, other than the fucking crude disc. Is that correct? Yeah, currently. Because Troglodyte right. is fleeing it, so it's not really interested in us anymore. No, Troglodyte is fleeing the Kuotoas up towards the top of the ring. The Troglodyte right that's closer is fighting Babitha Eric. York and Gandhi. Okay. There's a couple of different little uh, little yeah. um, scrimmages going on. Skirmishes. Oh, that's that's very good and very interesting. I'm bad at I don't know. Thoughts? I guess. <laughs> I relatable. When you say that's that's very good and very interesting as a statement, I will never take at face value from anyone in any situation. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. That's very good and very interesting, and you're like, oh cool, I love getting patronized. <laughs> <laughs> very Abitha cool, very legal. Is going to uh, kind of like wink at Blep and kind of like elbow him and like a watch this. And she is going to shoot out a, a red caustic spray from her outstretched palm and the troglodyte needs to make a 
constitution save. Ooh, I think I got you, maybe. Con... I rolled a 15. Oh, you just beat it. Just beat it. That was poison spray. What's Blep got up his sleeve, his wizard sleeve? But she's going to kind of, it's, she's going to kind of, you know, shoot out that, like, you know, kind of gross, caustic, you know, ether. And kind of shrug when it doesn't quite actually reach the creature. And Zablep smiles, returns the wink, and from the finger gun, a whip of pure lightning streams out and smacks this ogre and it needs to make a strength saving throw. Ooh, if there's one thing an ogre can do. Yeah. Five. Ooh. (laughs) Hell yeah. So we're 15 feet above this guy. That's a natural one. This lure pulls it Oof. up 10 feet. And says, okay, I'm going to propose my own crit fail here. but you can Yeah, he better get a crit fail. <clears throat> Not on a save. So he, this whip, ra- whips around the ankle of this ogre. Pulls it up 10 feet in the air. Oh, shit. It starts to electrocute. He's gonna take. I was gonna crack you like a lobster! He's going to take nine points of lightning damage. Okay. And then uh, I would like to add that he releases the whip by, you know, lifting up the finger gun, blowing off the tip. <laughs> And said ogre falls 10 feet and takes some fall damage. Okay, roll a d6 for fall damage. I'm a benevolent god. That's a three. A real middler. It's not for nothing, how about? Alright, can I have deck save from everybody? Real quick, like. Uh, um, Babitha, let's start with you. How about? Ooh, that's they both got suck. nice. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, it fucking gonna, does. I think I'm gonna play play around with this one a little bit differently. How high in the air are you? About twenty feet, you'd say. We were fifteen feet above the ogre, and how tall is the ogre? Well, ten feet. Yep. 10 feet, so then we are 25 feet. You guys are both gonna get slapped off of the broom. Oh, wow. <laughs> and luckily, you're gonna fall like. Uh, you're gonna, well, I guess you're gonna fall right next to the ogre, aren't you? I'll tell you what, I like this. You guys are both gonna fall directly onto the ogre. So and he's gonna take damage. Instead of you taking 2d6 damage, you guys will each take 1d6 damage. So the or the ogre would take okay. more from this actually. So yeah, he would take yeah. 2d6, right? He would also if uh would get some uh, 
one d four poison. So, what? Ooh. And he'd be really fucking hungry. Flet so he takes might three points hungry. of damage. Babitha takes three points of damage. <laughs> Holy shit, Evan. Ogre takes 11 points of damage. <laughs> <laughs> plus, plus the d4? Plus d4 for poison. Plus the All d4. Right. Which I, okay, I want to do it. I want to do it. Do I want to do it. I got hey, a four. Mikey, you dealt more damage from falling on this guy after getting hit with the tentacle. <laughs> Jesus, um, Galtier, what did you get on your on your deck save there? Uh, that's a sixteen. Okay, that's pass. Ba- uh, Liza, how about yourself? That's a twenty-four. That's real. Good. Um, York passes. Biendi falls and slides ten feet. Biendi is five feet away from the maw, and these tentacles, Wait. even coming out of the mouth, there's like other tentacles wrapping around the front side. And so yeah, they're they're separated now. Not looking good for them. Right at the edge, poor Biendi. And uh, there's going to be a couple of tentacles coming around here too. So there's a little risk of some tentacle action going on. Um, these tr- these other two troglodytes have now come back and around. <laughs> I kind of like the idea that they're really stupid. So they run into this um, grease puddle. Uh, it's a deck save for them, right? Yes. Uh, we got a so one will stay and one will slide. We've talked about this before. The grease is not canonically like rules is written flammable, right? No, it's more like jelly. Well, it depends on which part of grease, because some of it's like a drag race, some of it's like in a high school. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say I would say some of those scenes are pretty fucking flammable. Yeah. I would argue. I thought. I actually thought canonically that we said that it. We said that canonically it was flammable. Well, considering that uh, Baldur's Gate Three, which is based off of rules from Five E, says that grease is a uh, flammable surface. If you can find uh, me one canonical in the book rule writing that allows that to happen, I'll consider it. In the meantime, <laughs> a couple of tentacles. We're going to go back and forth. So these tentacles are mashing all over the place. I mean, there's, like I said, there's a dozen of these big things, and they are, they are girthy. And they're sliding all over the place. You see the hill giant on the far side get slapped away from the red slot from one of these tentacles, and he screams. And then the one of the, uh, who else is fighting up here? Some fucking orcs Her on the toes. other side? Who gives a shit? They get slapped with some tentacles. The Kuatoas have managed to, the one guy is like, he f- happens to fall flat just as the tentacle swings right over him. The tentacle hits one of these, uh, one of the troglodytes that was fighting Bjork in BND, smacks him for a little bit of damage. Wow. Sorry, I had to write down damage. And then to, who is around? Why is there? Liza, you're gonna get hit with a tentacle. I'm upset about that. I'm also upset about Jeremy Crawford saying that the spell does not say that it is. So, Max, I was just googling the same thing, and I have like, I have three tabs open, and it is the verbiage from the spell. Jeremy Crawford saying, "No, it's not flammable, and if it was, we would tell you." 
and then literally the definition of the word grease and the applications thereof, wherein there are no things that are called grease that aren't flammable. <laughs> like, now, like, they, they have different ignition points, obviously. But it's one of those things where I was just like, I think by using the word grease, like, you put yourself in a fucking corner I feel here, like man. we should just like, rename it jelly. That's what I mean. If, I what you, if what you mean is like silicone-based sex yeah, lubricant, slime. I like slime. Or, I cast or slime. I cast Astroglide. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, uh, Astroglide is probably K-Y. flammable. I'm, I was thinking that too. It's petrol-based, right? So. Yeah. I cast Raspberry Preserve. <laughs> That's a good one too. Okay. All right. Um, okay. So top of the round we got the kuotoas that are now standing next to the troglodyte and bjork and dandy and this one guy he sees the troglodyte which is like a straight up monster fighting a gnome oh wait they're fucking chained together they're both listeners they're both at home down by the maw listeners at home tweet us your ideas for what we should rename the spell grease to Actually, don't tweet us because I really don't want to actually monitor our Twitter. If you want to just like we get have a on Twitter? like our Facebook, yeah, we got all of it. I just don't do anything. Listen, guys, <laughs> I got a full time job. Yeah, email us. Look, here, to save to save Mikey some time, we will instead give you her personal cell phone number, oh, which yeah. is eight six seven five three zero nine. Okay, so. This one Kuotoa who's dragging by the chain another Kuotoa is now just facing off with these two Tritons that are left here. Bjork and Bindi are both at the maw of the Charybdis. Why is this getting are those around? Yeah, what's up? Are the Tritons new, or did you mean to say Trogbites? I meant to say Trogbites. Okay, thank you. I thought I was losing my mind. I appreciate Babitha it. Babitha and Blep are right next to the hill giant. And the hook horrors are immediately on the other side of them. You guys are in a very precarious situation between these two guys. Galtier, you're still between the weapons rack and this fallen chariot. Liza's hidden um, in is, the chariot. Is Ogre Boy uh, flat on the ground from the happenings of last round? Or has he stood at this point? Because he had he, uh, falling Babatha and Bleb, right? Yes, he's on the ground. <laughs> the dice say it. There, therefore, it must be so. Okay, and you said it's a bonus action for me to grab my sword. It's yes, right. It's right here on the card. I'm gonna scoop up my sword. I'm gonna go ahead and make my half damage attacks, but I believe I have advantage with melee attack if they are pro. Oh yeah, I think that is accurate. Okay. Fortunato. Natural one. Natural one. Natural one. Natural one. Ooh, man. Advantage, by the way, guys, is really great. Uh, that is a 23 for the first one. That'll hit him. And the second will be a... Ooh, not as good. This is a uh, 15. Uh, 15 also hits him. This guy's just a All big right. chunk of flesh, man. Hey, look. For some of us, that's an accurate description. All right. <laughs> so, first one. Ooh. Uh, also not great. That is going to be uh, seven points of piercing damage for the first. And ten for the second. Okay, yeah, you're you're chomp, chomping away at his flesh, I guess. He's he's not looking great. Um, how far am I from Bjork and Bindi? Um, as they are at the edge of the Charybdis mouth, you find yourself 15 feet away from Bjork. 
Okay, and um, can I get to them without traversing the grease? Yes. Yeah, the grease okay. is about 20 feet beyond. Uh, I'm an action surge, and I'm going to run over to whichever of them is closer and say, like, hold on, I'm going to try to get you away. And I'm going to grab onto them and take advantage of the fact that they are chained together and try to drag them away from the maw and away from the grease. If there's, like, a diagonal that's yeah, yeah. away from the maw and out of the sort of dangers of the grease as best as possible. Yeah, definitely. So, so from the map where I'm looking at it, where you are not, if you drag them directly to the left, uh, it's straight away from the maw and also straight away from the grease. Perfect. Yeah, I just want to get them to where, like, we're, we are... There are no immediate threats. I'm sure that will change by the time we yeah, come back yeah. around, but for now. Um, what is uh, the what's the drag rule? I feel like you can. So I be- I believe it's if they're willing, you just grapple automatically. So that would be my action, and then um, you move at half speed. I think. So I think I I moved 15 feet to get to them. So then I move, you know, five or 10 feet depending on how you round away i'm not i'm not moving super far with the the goal is to just get them off the brink essentially sure, I'll, I'll give you 10 feet on account of uh they're helping you and cool and you're pretty tough hey you guys hear that pretty tough. i think that we skipped liza did you go this round liza i think no i don't think so i don't think so either i think somehow we i was a bit confused but i just let you do your thing yeah 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 I think we just glazed right over it when Matt asked a question and it happened to conveniently roll into his turn. So if you want to go ahead and take your turn, um, there you have it. Wait, I am going to... uh, Bjork and BND are probably 35 feet from me at this point. No, no, they're way closer. Oh. Um, As you're hiding in this chariot, Galtier has just drugged them directly in front of you. Like, you could have reached out and touched them. And uh, BND is still... Uh, within melee of you, you can still touch BND, and Bjork is five feet to the left, Galtier is ten feet to the left. Okay, I'm just gonna grab BND and pull her into the cart. <laughs> what kind of sound effect is it? As you you reach out and grab BND, you just hear a woohoo! Who's that? I didn't know there was anybody down there. It's me, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Did you crack up in a box with a question mark on it and a fucking mushroom comes out like, hey, brother, hey, brother. Hey, your old pal, Liza. Bandy, uh, Bandy I'm just... Mushy Man Randy Savage. <laughs> Bandy, uh... The mushroom, ri- the cream of mushroom rises to the top. <laughs> Bandy, um... I love this guy. <laughs> Bandy full stops, puts hands hands on her hips, and looks right at you. Liza Strobichow? Nobody said you were coming back to town. Arise from the ashes of the flames of the phoenix. Well, that's a little intimidating. What are Hello. you doing in the Charybdis? Meanwhile, there's just like fighting and gnashing and splashing and bashing going on behind you. And BND is just full stop. I'm here to to save you. I literally did you not see me dive one dive off the edge to that's incredible no i didn't see it i was did you see me fighting the troglodytes i almost stabbed it in the eyeball but it was fast so i just stabbed him in the throat wild okay we'll we'll decompress on that later (laughs) so um i'm going to i say you hide here i'm going to like take her head and like push it down as i'm getting up out of the cart (laughs) And I'm just going to be like, Gaultier, 
I need you to um, throw the redhead to me. <laughs> now, if that had been the first time someone asked me for such a thing, I would be shocked, but I've been here before. Wow. <laughs> as it is, they're they're separated by like five feet of chain, and the chain is like taut now. As like you okay, you pulled Dandy back, and Galtier is pulling Bjork the other way. <laughs> so you guys are just like just fighting run. over them. <laughs> uh, I'm basically just going to turn to Bandy and say, "I need you to hide in here for a hot sec." And what I'm gonna do is I am going to out with it. I'm still. I'm still, I'm still hidden, right? Uh, for now. I'm going to use my action. Yeah, Liza, what are you gonna do? I need to just back. Look at the blood on my dagger. That came from its throat. Okay. I Jesus. am. I'm going to use my bonus action to change my glamoured studded leather into uh, a- an exact carbon copy of Gaultier's. Uh, uh, crimson armor. Love. Okay, all right. Love. And drop my bow and pull out my own rapier, and right. then just go like back to back with G. Yeah. And, like we are like a twosome. <laughs> okay. Lazi, you hear as you as you saddle up back to back. Galtier sort of turns his head over his shoulder, and you hear in your ear like too close, just like. Well, now this is what I always knew you could be. <laughs> the crowd is just like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Liza's just gonna be like, if you mention this to anybody, I will kill you in your sleep. <laughs> I will literally tell this story at every opportunity for the rest of my life. <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. Uh, so, yeah. uh, so um, I Nick, I do want to say. I do want to say real quick, canonically, uh, Galtier will not prohibit Bjork or Bindi from moving or being pulled. Uh, now that they are not, like, seeing that Liza is impacting them and they are connected, like, I, I do not want to interfere with right, their movement sure. if that becomes a thing. Sure, sure. Yeah. So I guess I'll, like, uh, direct Bjork into, like, the cart to hide in there. Okay. And then um, I'm going to cast... Uh, I'm just gonna do vicious mockery on the that closest troglodyte. Yeah, there's two troglodytes that are ten feet away from you as you stand, and okay. they are they're working uh, their way towards you. But the 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 one is locked in combat with the Kuotoa, who's just like slashing away at him with this spear. Okay, I'll, I'll attack that one. Die. That, that's attacking the Kuotoa. Die, you monster! Die, you ugly creature! Die! I was going to cast Vicious Mockery, but that was pretty good. I mean, hey, you just did the 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 mocking yourself. Yes, I just wanted to die. Die, you ugly creature, die. Wow, how vicious. What mockery. <laughs> you you saying that really made it feel like a sick burn. It, it didn't at first, but, but now it that does. Was... Yeah. That was like uh, when someone has an improv suggestion and you have to use those words for some <laughs> reason. What is the uh, damage on your vicious mockery? Six. Six. The number of beers! <laughs> <laughs> 
Tabitha and Blep, you guys are on the ground of the arena. There is an ogre on its back right next to you that you just bounced off of. There's a hill giant right to its side, and there's two hook horrors surrounding you guys. Okay. Well, I'm... I'm upset at my turn that I just made. For, I think, the first time in all of Knucklebone's history, its long and arduous history, we're going to cut to black in the middle (laughs) of a combat. And we will see you guys next time on Knucklebones. Nick, arduous feels like a personal attack. (laughs) Why do you say that? I feel arduous. It's been an arduous trend for me personally, not as a character. No, I just Wow, how vicious.